Hi, this is Glenn McQueenie, and welcome to 20 Minutes of Insider Secrets of Successful Niches. This is where you learn the insider secrets to dominate your target market. You'll learn to work with high margin, super happy clients and build a tribe of loyal, raving fans for your business. I'm so excited to have you join me today. So sit back and enjoy the 20 minutes of insider secrets of successful niches. Well, hello everybody and welcome to my uh, success podcast series. I'm so excited today to have uh, Candice Forgo shot uh, join me. Hi Candice, how are you? Hi Glenn, thanks for having me. Oh, what a pleasure and thanks for taking the time to come on this. So let me just give everyone a real quick background, uh, quick bio on Candice and then we'll move into the call. So Candice is uh, been a real estate broker and sales manager for the SHOT team, which is a great real estate team. She has over 12 years experience in real estate. Um, and prior to that, she was with IBM for six years. And so what I found is she just brings a wealth of knowledge and experience to her team. And she's not only part of the top 25 realtors in Canada for Keller Williams, but she's also a real estate coach and a teacher um, at different brokerages. So, you know, Candice's motto is always to treat all clients as though they were family members because family is the most important thing in her life. And I've just found with her, like she just says, why not bring that same kind of mantra into the real estate business? So um, welcome, Candice. And uh, can you just maybe tell us a little bit about your journey into building a really cool real estate business? Sure, sure. When I started uh, over 12 years ago, I started a different brokerage and uh, experienced a typical, okay, you got your license, good to go, and I had no idea what I was doing. And after a couple of years of doing that, I thought uh, I needed to move to a brokerage that would provide me some more education, mentorship to help me actually build a business. And that's when I decided to join Keller Williams. And within one year, I doubled my business uh, just from changing brokerages and being able to learn from the best in the business and get some more education around how I actually run a real estate business. Uh, from there, after meeting some incredibly successful agents uh, throughout our offices, I had the good fortune of being able to mentor with some top agents and actually learn how to not only sell houses, but actually run a team as though it's a business just like I worked at IBM and apply processes and systems in place that would allow us to run like a business seamlessly and quite efficiently and learn how to treat all of our clients the same. So now here we are 12 years later and, uh, you know, I turn around and would love to see everybody else do something similar. So now I turn around and teach other agents on the stuff that I learned to help them also be a success. So it's been a really fun roller coaster. That's, just, that's for sure. You know, Candice, what I love about your business is you've kind of figured out what your niche is, you know, and your niche is really just going really deep with your existing clients and sphere of influence and really focusing all of your time, money, and marketing efforts um, to the people who already know, like, and trust you. So can you just tell us, maybe, and tell the honest, just what your kind of business looks like right now and what kind of percentage you get from referrals and past clients? Sure. Yeah. So, you know, as you had mentioned earlier, we like to treat our clients as though they're part of the family. And part of that is staying in their lives forever if they'll have us. And uh, part of that process for us is just making sure that we give them incredible service not only during the actual process of buying and selling a home, but after the fact, too. We don't want to 
you know, think that we got paid and that we're going to run away and never see them again. For us, it's all about having a long-lasting relationship through life. And the way we do that and maintain a relationship is not only through various uh, things throughout the year, such as acknowledging their birthdays and their anniversaries and anything special and big that happens in our life, such as having children or their kids have graduated from high school, but also bringing clients together throughout the year with different client appreciation events so that we could have some really great face time uh, that has nothing to do with real estate, just a way to say thank you for your support um, and your business. And by that, we do different types of parties where we just try to spoil our clients rotten so that they never forget about us and so that they see it's just not about the real estate transaction for us and that it's more about the relationship and the bonds that we create after the fact. Um, so we really pride ourselves on that part. And um, I would say through activities like that, our repeat and referral business is easily about 75% of our business. Um, and ideally, we'd love to be at 100%, but of course, we always want to be bringing in new business so that our business continuously stays young. So uh, myself, I focus on repeat and referrals. And the other team members, they focus on new business through uh, different lead generations. Wow. So how did you discover that that was what your niche was going to be? Like, what, what were your steps that you kind of discovered that? Uh, well, I love to entertain and love to be around my friends. And I absolutely love cooking. And so I thought, well, how can I bring in that aspect that I love so much into a place where, it actually, where I get paid? basically. And, you know, just like a baseball player, they love the sport and they get paid tons of money to do it. And I was like, what a cool idea would that be to actually love what you do and make a living out of it. And so we just started incorporating what I love, which is making, uh, which is cooking. I love cooking. I take chef, I've taken chef courses. And I thought, well, if I love cooking so much for my family and friends, why not do it for clients and turn them into friends? So we just started entertaining slowly doing small dinner parties, uh, poker parties, where I also get to cook up a storm, but a completely different type. Um, and then we started turning them to bigger parties where I was actually entertaining, you know, 100 people at a time, which, you know, to some people seems to be quite daunting. But for me, it's what I love. I love the planning aspect. I love the cooking aspect, you know, being able to be in front of our clients. So I thought, why not take my passions and turn it into our re repeat and referral business uh, just by doing something that I love? That is so cool. Um, what has like the payoff been for you over the past few years as you've been kind of going deeper and deeper and inviting new people into your world uh, and building your kind of referral and repeat business? What's the payoff been for you? Uh, so often you see agents at work seven days a week and they're exhausted and they're spinning their wheels and they don't have any time for anything else but work which I get is a great worth ethic for some people. and That's what they love. They want to work that much. I personally need balance in my life. I need balance because we have a family, I have a husband. Um, we like to travel. We like to entertain. So the importance for me was being able to create that balance. And when you work repeat and referral or within the niche that you love, all of a sudden you're not chasing absolutely everything in the world to try and get a sale done. You're just spending time in the area that you're best at which then frees up time for you to do other things, but still make a really great living and actually love what you do. So I think over the last couple of years, just perfecting our systems and our processes so that our business runs like a self-managed uh, business where it's so automated that we don't have to spend as much time as other agents 
worrying about next steps and admin and paperwork and everything else that has to be done fly by the seat of your pants because we have it all packaged up and running like such a well-oiled machine that it gives us time to step away from the business and our business still runs even when we're not there on, you know, seven days a week, 24 hours a day. Um, so I would say I probably work the least amount I've ever worked in my life um, because I'm just focusing on what I love. And instead of working, you know, 60-hour weeks, which a lot of agents do, I am working maybe 30 hours a week now. And the goal is to try and work down to 20, 25 and spend more time with the team and growing the team. That's my goal in the next couple of years is to just try and work a little less and enjoy life a lot more. It's really amazing, isn't it, how kind of friction-free your business becomes when you work with people who already like, trust, and respect you, you know. And I always find that um, when you're working with those people, it just is – they just become easier transactions instead of, you know, working with people who don't know you, um, who don't really like you yet, and they certainly don't trust you. Um, And because that process seems to take a lot longer to build the trust and – Etc. It just seems that the transactions take a lot longer. Whereas your your model is really well. People already like trust and know me, and um, I love those people. And if they just um, if I do a great job for them, they'll just send more people just like them into my business. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So why do you think the conventional wisdom of uh, two hours of random lead generation or cold calling, door knocking, is um, is so prevalent right now um, rather than your more niche-focused approach? I think that people still teach the old-school ways of doing real estate. I think that that's what most people know. Uh, you know, they go into I mean, it's different brokerages where that's the mentality. You know what? You get into this business. You have to prospect. You need to get clients. And here's the – I wouldn't say the easiest way, but here's the way that we know, you know, door knock and cold calling. And it's not that those methods don't work. I'm sure they do for some people. I've never personally done it myself, but I know that people have had huge success from it. I think the issue behind that is that if you don't like doing that, if you don't like door knocking and cold calling, it makes you uncomfortable, you're not going to stay in this business for long. You're going to be out within probably six months to a year because you're going to be incredibly unhappy because you're not doing what you love. And I think that brokerages or, you know, broker managers – spend so much time trying to push people into this that they don't ask the questions, what do you love? What do you love to do on a daily basis? Who do you hang around with? What are you passionate about? What sports teams are you on? They're not focusing on their lives and trying to figure out, okay, so how can we build a business out of you loving to play sports all summer long and you being on, you know, 14 different sporting teams throughout the year or whatever it might be? Focus should be there and focusing on what you love. What are you passionate about versus what are you going to hate doing every morning when you go to work and you're barely going to want to get out of bed? And I think that's what's happening is that people leave the business for that very reason. They're not excited to get out of bed and go to work and they're not excited to cold call and get hung up on, you know, 25 out of a hundred calls. I think if everybody focused in the industry, spent more time focusing on what people love, I think there'd be a lot more happy agents out there and a lot, a lot less people leaving the industry if they got to do what they love. I couldn't agree more. You know, I just love that whole thought of just bringing 
you know, what you're like, just bring you because everyone else is already taken to your group of sports teams or wherever, because lead generation is really everywhere. Right. And it doesn't have to be active, you know, where your real estate name tag everywhere you go, it can be more passive, right? It can be just mm -hmm. about being a great person in social environments of people you really like um, and really just positioning yourself as when someone thinks about real estate that they think about you. So I just love that whole idea you were talking about, about just getting into whatever subgroup or building a tribe of people who you just like to hang around with all the time and then just get really purposeful on your lead generation to them because they already like, trust, and respect you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what do you think are the most like common kind of lies, myths, or misconceptions in the marketplace right now just regarding agents building their business, um, you know, finding their niche or whatever? What do you see out there? Well, I think that agents feel like they have to be everything to everyone. You know, they have to be a negotiator, a condo expert, a house expert, a therapist, a divorce lawyer, a financial analyst, an HR person, you name it. They feel like they have to be everything. But if they focus in on the one part that they're great at and allow somebody else or build a team to take care of the rest, I think everyone's lives will be easier. I think that, you know, as we've discussed before, the single agent um, is, on, is uh, definitely on the decline because if this, somebody cannot physically be absolutely everything to everyone and they're burning out and they're realizing that quite fast. And I think if people focused on just what they are good at and built a team around the parts that they're not so that they can go ahead and have those people also do what they love, I think you can build a really successful business model and team if you just start doing that versus feeling like you have to be everybody. So I think that's the biggest thing that's happening out there right now. With so many agents in the city of Toronto, I think we have 45,000 on the board, 33,000 are active. That's a lot of people to compete against. Um, and when you take into account that a lot of those agents are now building nice big teams and kind of singling out the individual agent and winning the business, I think agents need to start changing their focus and start thinking about the long, the long road um, and putting together something that's going to be sustainable versus something that's only going to last for the next couple of years. That's great advice. That is super advice. What would be um, maybe a great first step that you would tell someone who's listening to um, this podcast right now? What would be the first step if you were coaching them? I think that knowing what you're really great at and being humbled by not, what you're not great at would be a good start. For example, I know I hate paperwork. I have no desire to touch another deal trade ever again in my life. But I know that my assistant loves it. So I think that starting with what do you love about real estate? What do you hate? You know, because we're not going to love everything. And really digging down and figure out here are my strengths, here are my absolute weaknesses, and how can I talk to people or partner with someone who's going to be really great at the stuff that I'm not because they absolutely exist. We're all very different people. We all love doing different things, and we're, we certainly don't have strengths in every area of this industry. So I think figuring that out, uh, whether it be through some personality testing or something of the sort, I think discovering your strengths first and definitely owning up to your weaknesses and being able to partner would be the first step, absolutely. Because I get asked all the time um, about joining our team or how we started our team, and our first one is, is that, is discovering what are you great at and what don't you want to do because if you don't want to do the paperwork, I'm obviously not going to have you as my assistant. So I think that's the biggest piece of advice I'd give to somebody right now. 
Yeah, stay in your strengths. Like be a master yeah. of your strengths and don't uh, and almost be like a minor in your weaknesses. You know, it's so interesting how so many people feel that they have to like they spend most of their time trying to perfect their weaknesses, you know, and I'm always like, why would you ever want to major in your weaknesses? You should be majoring in your strengths, minoring in your weaknesses, and really just hiring that out um, because you'll just love this business a lot more. Absolutely. Yeah, square peg in a round hole doesn't fit. Yeah, that's right. So what are some of the roadblocks that you've um, encountered just on your journey? Because, you know, as people are listening to this and, you know, shifting and saying, I'm going to focus on that, there's going to be roadblocks. So what advice would you give them when they kind of stumble across some roadblocks? I think when you're building, you have to realize that spending time building anything is sometimes going to take away from something else. So I know that, and I know I've experienced it, and I've seen other teams experience it, where when you're focused on building the next step in your business, sometimes your business may experience a bit of a dip because you're focusing on the build and the long road. You're not, you're not focusing on the short game. You're looking at the long game. So when you're doing that, sometimes you might, you might see that bit of a blip in the graph, which is totally normal in my experience. Going through that is scary, but coming out at the end, you're so glad you did it because naturally you're doing this to expand your business or to grow or to build your team or to gain more skills, whatever it is that you're focusing on. But making sure that you're always focusing on, the, on that long game versus what's happening right now. Um, I'd say another thing, I wouldn't say it's the roadblock, but I would say it's something that every agent goes through every year is that you're only as good as your last sale or for that matter, your last year. And I find one of the most difficult things to get through every January, which I'm assuming most agents would, <laughs> would agree with me, is getting to the end of your year going, awesome, I had a great year. And then January 1st comes and goes, oh my God, how am I going to do this all over again and grow the business? It could be a bit of a roadblock to your mind and your mindset come January because it's scary. You're like, well, I did so great last year. How am I going to grow this year? So it may not be a roadblock, but it's definitely a mindset game in the beginning of the year and trying to figure out, so if I did that well last year, how can I do better and what do I need to put in place to grow again? So I wouldn't say it's a roadblock. It's more of a trying to determine how you move forward and grow and grow every year. Because I think that's the biggest challenge is doing better than you did the year before. And I think that requires, it's like any journey, even if you were going on vacation, like you're looking towards the destination. But, you know, you have to get to the airport. You have to stand in line. You have to check your luggage. You have to get transferred from the airport to the resort and you know there's just like minor roadblocks but I think if everyone just kept focus on I'm going to Aruba you know instead of Mm. focused on oh my god what if my baggage is late or what if I hope the lines aren't big I mean it's kind of normal to worry but Mm. I think the long game that you're talking about is focus on the destination and you know what stuff's going to happen but you just have to power your way through it Um, Mm -hmm. because if you want to a bigger life and a bigger team and more freedom, I think it's also you've got to be working on your mindset too. Absolutely. So what specific action steps um, would you maybe suggest? What's one or two action steps for someone listening right now to just do in the next 24 hours that would get them on the path to having a great business in a niche market where they're kind of bringing their natural strengths um, to a tribe of people who really want to work with them? Look at your life 
in a 24-hour period and go, what did I love about the last 24 hours? What brought some energy? What made me passionate about what I was doing? Because I think a lot of people spend so much time in their day, daily routine being, this is my daily routine, this is all I do every day, that they get bored. But there's specific pieces in your day or things that you've done throughout the last couple of days that you absolutely love. Figure that out. We don't have to do things that we don't like. And I think that people focus too much on that, oh, it's part of my job I don't like. Focus on what you love. You know, for me right now, uh, we're planning our next client event, and I love planning events. And so this is exciting to me. I get to plan an event, have 200 clients in front of me, and all of a sudden I've now had FaceTime with 200 clients that were reminded that we love to love our clients. And that is my only goal with this client event is to make sure my clients know how much we love them. And I love that part of my day. That part of my day gives me excitement and makes me passionate because I get to do some event planning, gets me excited because I get in front of my clients. So consider what you love. And it might be golfing. You might get excited because three days a week in the summer you golf. Well, at your golf club, you have a whole bunch of buddies that all have friends of friends who all probably need to buy a house. So why not focus on your golf club membership? Or for that matter, you might be at a boxing gym and you go to your boxing gym four days a week well everybody you're in class with is the same people so why not create connections because you absolutely love to to box or you're a gardener and you love gardening or your landscape or whatever it might be just focus on it and look at it and go how can I create a business out of the people I'm surrounded by by the things that I love I think it's hard at first but once you've figured it out it's a no-brainer because it's something you do and somewhere that you always are. So why not work on it? Why not turn it into business? You know, I have a friend who loves scotch. Oh, sorry to interrupt you. I have a friend who loves scotch. And so what he does is he brings people together once a month to drink and talk about scotch. None of them are, none of them are um, realtors. They're all like past clients and friends who start bringing in friends, and they drink scotch and um, cigars, smoke cigars. And I was like, well, why aren't you turning in that into almost a way to, you may not want to talk real estate specifically and, you know, change the mood of the, or the dynamic of the evening, but you can have one-on-one conversations and start getting personal with these people and turn that into a way to create business. Because he loves Scott and does it once a month. He hosts it at his house. I'm like, you need to turn that into your business, you know? Yeah. I mean, he could add the scotch cigars and wealth building session to it quite easily right once in every three months or once in six months and bring in great people who want to talk about wealth or or he can talk about building wealth through real estate i mean you can almost theme those things too right but it's great you get a bunch of people with common interests who all like trust and uh, enjoy your company and it's just such a fantastic way to um, grow your business and i think the advice you just gave earlier was such great advice about um, you know you love to show your clients how much um, and let them know how much you love them and I think that's just fantastic advice for aspiring agents who want to kind of create their own niche market so you know just as we're wrapping up here is there anything else you'd like to add or questions that I didn't ask you um, you know that you could share with our audience because I know I'm listening to you I'm getting a lot of value from this right now Sure. I think that the niche that we focus on, referrals and repeat, should be a niche that every agent focuses on. They don't have to go to the extent that we do and, um, you know, the systems that we have in place for talking to our clients at least 33 or 40 times a year, which is what we do. But I think that remembering that your clients are working with you for a reason. 
and they've been with you for three or six months. They've gotten to know you. They haven't left you, so they must like you. So why not on the side build that small repeat and referral business on your own? It doesn't have to be the extent that we did, but still treat them as though they're part of your life after the transaction's done because chances are that person or those people that bought from you are going to purchase or sell again within the next three to five years because I think most people buy and sell anywhere between three and five times in a lifetime, but so do their kids and their parents and everybody else that's revolved around that one person. So I think that if while working through their niche and looking at their sporting events or whatever they're, they're considering, still take into account that repeat and referral is probably the biggest part of anyone's business who really works on it. And this one's an easy one to get started with. Wow. So, you know, Candice, you are amazing. And I want to thank you so much for joining me. You can just, I can, as I'm listening to you, you can just feel your kind of love and joy for what you do and serving your clients at such a deep level. Like it's no surprise to me uh, that so many people, um, you know, refer so many other people to you on your team and you're growing such an amazing business. So Candice, I just want to say thank you so much for um, joining me and um, you're just awesome. So you're the best. Thank <laughs> you Candace. so much, Glenn. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for listening to my 20-minute podcast on insights of successful niches. My goal is to give you more financial freedom by helping you take your natural strengths to a target market of people you love to work with. You can find out more information by downloading my book for free for a limited time. The book's called The McQueenie Method, Own Your Niche, Own Your Market. And you can download it at themcqueeniemethodbook.com. That's the McQueenie Method book. Imagine what it'd be like to spend two days with me in person to help you find your niche market. I will help you take your natural strengths and unique abilities to a target market of people you love to work with. You'll build a tribe of happy clients who become raving fans of your business. So just go to the McQueenie for upcoming dates. Thanks again and have a great day.